In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet, calling out Dave Meltzer for being an AEW mark. We're on you. you. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I am awesome. Because my friend's back on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I missed a, missed a bit here. Uh, also joining us from up north, our RCMP, JLB. What's going on, man? It goes on good, sir. Can't complain. Uh, well, I can about this pay-per-view. But, uh, you know, we'll get there. We'll, uh, we'll certainly get there. We, we will indeed get there. Uh, before we get there, though, we are going to talk about Mr. Meltzer. Because we, we mentioned it on our NXT TakeOver review. And we said are still too close together. Pay-per-views are still too close together, yeah. But we mentioned it and we said, hey, if these matches don't get five stars, it truly does prove that Meltzer is an AEW mark. And here are the official Takeover Vengeance Day star ratings. Io Shirai versus Tony Storm versus Mercedes Martinez, which we said was the worst match of the night. I still probably would have given four and a quarter stars. Three and three quarter stars. Mm. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. This match here would have been darn close to five stars for me. I would have maybe done four and three quarter stars. Four stars even. Uh Grizzled Young Vets versus MSK. The final of the Men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. This match was phenomenal. I don't know if I would have gotten all the way to five stars, but I would have gotten higher than 4.5 stars, so maybe. I would have done five. Yeah, that's uh, certainly a fiver. Yeah. Uh, there were there were three five star matches on this on this paper. Not according according to Hair Meltzer. <laughs> He's an idiot. Four point five stars, in case you didn't catch that. Uh, but then the the two that really stood out. They're the two matches that we slightly disagreed as to which one was the better of the two. Um, we'll start with the one that I enjoyed more because I'm a mark for Finn Balor. Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. I would have given this five stars easily. Hands down. No offense or buts. 4.5 stars. Uh, Kushida versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American Champion. I still would have given this five stars. Or 4.75. Four, 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 four Four point seven five. Fucking kidding me, Meltzer. And the funny part is, he's given Gargano five star matches before, mm-hmm. and I went back later that week and just to double check, make sure I wasn't off on that. That match was better than the Andrade Gargano match, in my honest opinion. Oh, he gave Andrade and Gargano. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh snap. It was well, better than that. I mean, all right. Uh, is are, are we saying this because we know how Andrade is now and isn't doing anything, so maybe our opinion changed on him? No? Okay. Again, I, I tell you, I went back and rewatched it. 
Oh, I, snap. And, and here's the deal. I'm not saying necessarily whether I think it was better or not, but it was at least as good. Mm. Right? Uh, and nope. No, 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 no five stars for it, according to Meltzer. Fucking Damn. eight of you, Mark. I can say that because we can smell our own. That's <laughs> Mark, but it still doesn't make the, that scoring correct. His scoring is definitely incorrect. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. So, I, in fact, I actually was talking with a friend who I wanted to go watch this pay-per-view. I told him, no, you need to watch this. I know you don't watch NXT. I know you don't do this. This is a person who watches Raw and SmackDown only. They're the traditionalist. Um, they were excited for tonight. They went and watched tonight. Uh, all that type of stuff. Okay. I told them, no, you really, 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 really need to go watch this. It's that good. When I described this to them, I said, it's as good as. This is where things get scary because I could easily be wrong here. WrestleMania X7 in terms of its entertainment. I said, the storytelling's not quite there. Mostly because you don't watch wrestle or don't watch NXT, but otherwise it's there. And they called me back and said, "Yep, it's there. It's that good of a pay-per-view. It's a five-star pay-per-view, which doesn't happen in my opinion. It is the best pay-per-view of the last 20 years, barring maybe AEW um, at the end of the year last year." Yeah, quite possibly. It, it was a phenomenal pay-per-view. So. so, Meltzer, man, you're off your game. Anyway. So, before we get into talking about what we came here to talk about tonight, though, which is WWE Elimination Chamber, um, I'd like to offer a little bit of an explanation why I wasn't here on FBI, because it plays into uh, what you will hear tonight. I have a... I'm dealing with a jaw infection that has caused uh, part of my jaw to swell up um, and makes it really hard to talk. It's getting almost better, but it's not all the way there. So I may not talk as much during this episode as I normally do, and you are welcome for that. Um, We'll get back to annoying you as normal uh, soon. Uh, it, It does also make me occasionally talk a little bit like Jim Ross because half of my mouth gets a little bit numb and sloppy. So uh, just so you know, that's what's happening. If you hear that tonight, that's what's going on. But we are going to get into uh, talking about Elimination Chamber right after I remind you that WBU is part of the Tatnusco Podcast Network. So make sure to head over to tatnusco.com and check out the stuff that they have on there and then come back and listen to more episodes here. Do it. Do it. I'm, I'm immediately trying to figure out if what you just said about Jim Ross is fucked up. Oh, no, it's fucked up. <laughs> no, it's it's 100% legit because Jim Ross's palsy is basically what I have going on with the bottom half of my mouth. So it literally go, goes numb and stops moving just like him. Pretty and, sure we just went rated R for you to defend that it's not fucked up. Um, yeah, it's it's totally not because I'm I'm literally coming from someone who's also had Bell's palsy. I can tell you that what's going on with the bottom of my mouth is a form of palsy. Um, it's just not the full Bell's palsy because it's not hitting the whole side of my mouth face, but it's hitting the bottom half of my mouth. I, if you could see me talk right now, we don't have webcams on. If you could see me, 
you you could tell it's almost exactly what's happening with Jim Ross. Um, what has happened with Jim Ross? Jim Ross has gotten a lot worse. Um, Jim Ross. Oh Jesus! Enough. Enough. Later, well, later also had a stroke, but but this this here, I, I mean, if you were to see my face here, you could tell that bottom half of my mouth is not moving. Uh, so yeah, it was fucked up. Okay, just wanted to make sure no, we were not fucked up because <laughs> yo, we're I'm comparing myself to one of the greatest because I'm one of the greatest. Oh, this yeah, I think I you shouldn't have kicked back that. <laughs> well, I can just mute myself and you guys can talk about it. <laughs> oh no, I feel bad now. Now it's just wrong. Um, yeah, so let's talk about here. Uh... Here, uh, enough of Meltzer's stupidity because it's Meltzer, and uh, it was already brought to you by Tatnus Co. And now we're gonna bring you a review of Elimination Chamber. So, to start off, we don't normally talk about the kickoff show, but it's important to bring it up because it does play into the later show in this episode. Um, on the kickoff show, they did announce that uh, Keith Lee was not cleared to wrestle in the triple threat match on this card. So they were having a special match to determine who would replace him in the triple threat. Um, and we could go through who all was in the match or whatever. Uh, doesn't really matter because it's kickoff show match. But John Morrison was the winner. So John Morrison is actually the replacement for Keith Lee in the Matt Riddle, Bobby Lashley... Uh, what was Keith Lee, now Johnny Morrison match. Which I was fine with. Uh, anybody but uh, Elias, really, who was in that match, I didn't mind winning. So cool to see Morrison in on the main card, you know, and on the pre-show. So didn't mind that. Mm-hmm. But um, the other the other people in the match was Ricochet, uh, Elias, and Mustafa Ali. Just... Mustafa, 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 Mustafa. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Mustafa. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> that's uh, that's not Mustafa. Is it? Uh, crap. But you know, they're the same letters, just in a different Yeah. So, uh, the actual show kicks off right away with the first elimination chamber. This one is the number one contendership for the Universal title, the SmackDown title. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus King Corbin versus Jay Uzo versus Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro. That's a lot of verses. I think in future ones, I'm just going to say... The people that were included, yeah. You're, you're, you're going to talk too much. Don't, yeah. don't ruin your job. I'm going to need that later. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting how the Bell's Palsy plays into that. <laughs> oh, brother. So, uh, Cesaro and Brian started off the match. Five minutes later, uh, Corbin came in. The storyline they told all through the beginning of this was them working on Daniel Bryan's knee, um, which really didn't play into any of the endings later on. So, normally that's the big thing that, that plays. Oh, they worked the knee so much he can't contribute to his yes kicks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really. They, they talked a little bit about it, like how, how um, at the very end, uh, how that took it out of his knees to raise his legs for the attack that occurred. That was my way of not trying to give it away so we could get through the whole match before we give away the end. Uh, so after Corbin, Zayn was the next released. He didn't want to come in at all. So he's holding his uh, door shut. Uh, 
Which worked wonderfully until... Until they opened the other door and uh, Cesaro just came in through the back door. I didn't mean to say it that way. What? what? I regret using that phrasing. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Zayn was out. Cesaro kicked the crap out of him for a while. They did a bunch of stuff on the top of the chamber and then Cesaro knocked him down to the ground. You know, the r- average stuff you see on the elimination chambers. <laughs> uh, finally, we got our first elimination uh, after Cesaro was able to eliminate Corbin via submission with the sharpshooter after hitting the Cesaro swing. Um, shortly thereafter, Kevin Owens came out. Sami Zayn tried to get him to play favorites and team up. That didn't work so well for Sami Zayn. It usually doesn't with Kevin Owens. Nope, definitely not. Um, in the end, uh, Owens was able to hit a moonsault up the top of the pond on all of them, hit a stunner on Cesaro, uh, Brian and Zayn, um, and ended up uh, pinning Zayn to win. So, yeah. Brian didn't pin Zayn to win. Excuse me. Owens eliminated Zayn by pinfall. Sorry, I, oh. my, my notes, my, my notes were about? split there, and so I, I apologize. Owens eliminated Zayn. Uso eliminated Owens by pinfall. Uso eliminated Cesaro by pinfall. The final two was Uso and and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was able to win by eliminating Uso by pinfall. Um, One of the things that they played into this was when Uso tried to hit a frog splash on Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan got his knees up, but that... um, hurt his knees because of his injured leg. That's that's the extent of, of how I think that they yeah. use that a little bit. And, and, well, and they they did use it in, in the Cesaro swing on Daniel Bryan too. Yeah, a little bit there. Just used one leg. But that they didn't use it in the match that immediately followed it because uh, like we kind of knew was going to happen the winner of that got to face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship quote, later in the night, and later in the night turned out to be right now. So Roman Reigns' music hits, he comes out, immediately tries to hit a spear. Daniel Bryan does a really slick roll through into the yes lock. Um, Unfortunately, didn't work. And this is where they could have tried to play off that his knee didn't allow him to get the yes lock in, but they didn't. Like, literally none of this Roman Reigns match was affected by his knee, at least in any overt way. Um, After Roman Reigns got out of the S-lock, he just basically wiped the floor with Daniel Bryan. Right. Eat the tar out of him for a while, and eventually um, he was basically knocked out in the ring, but the ref wouldn't call the match until Roman Reigns put him in the um, guillotine choke and choke him out. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the whole story. Yeah, and pretty lame potato. And so there are a couple things I want to give props to in the actual chamber match, though. Do tell. So, um, number one, props to to on FBI on his national podcast, not in his pool, but on his national podcast. Number one, JLB picked the winner of this, which. Would have been my pick had he not picked it, picked it, which is really cool. Um, now, the only reason he picked that is because it was the person who would actually beat Roman Reigns after the match when Roman came out immediately after. Um, so, good job to JLB on FBI. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, 
The downside is he said, oh, it's not going to be right after. And just so you know, it was right after. <laughs> yep. Like moments after. And I was so shocked. We were talking, we talked about it the other day. And then I'm like, what? It's happening right now? I should listen to myself talk more. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to be honest. As soon as they had announced that Roman Reigns was going to face the winner later in the night, I was like, it's going to be immediately following. Yeah. That's, Absolutely. that's the way he maintains his heat is by using this this is effectively cheating within the rules. You know, he set it up so that he could come out and beat up on someone who literally just finished a match. 45 minute grueling elimination chamber match. Yep. So the second thing I want to give mad props, um, the, the two guys who really carried this match that one of them doesn't get enough credit um, and the other one does get a ton of credit and actually won the match um, to Claudio Castagnoli I'm sorry, Cesaro um, there was tons of really great stuff with him in it he did some high flyer stuff uh, when he when he took Jey Uso and did the Cesaro swing at a half circle that was uh-huh. great back and forth, back and forth, back and forth loved it so um, big props on that uh, Omos Tore down. Oh no, that's in that's in the other match, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's in the other one. But yeah, never mind. So, um, trying to think if there was anything else in this one that just, I, I should. It is important to point out there were 26 total world title reigns in that ring. Um, over half of them were Randy Orton's. Mm, yep, that's very true. Oh wait, no, that's in the later that's match. That's the other too. one too. It's still something very worth pointing out. Um, and it's something I'll, I'll bring up because uh, Mr. Buddy Murphy had an actual tweet about that today, uh, which is worth at least talking about. Now, in this other match, there were only two champ- two former champions, Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. Kevin Owens. Yep. But, so this is but, really an opportunity to put a title on somebody for a very short-lived amount of time and get them their first title run. I was worried, to be perfectly honest, because... Um, off show, I already made references to uh, this being uh, very reminiscent in some ways of late era WCW. I was really worried we were going to have a finger poke of doom. Um, not oh. exactly, but Uso win the Elimination Chamber and then just lay down for Roman. Especially with him coming in last. Mm-hmm. I started to think that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I while while Cesaro was doing that single legged um, spin though, it was a really great super kick to come in and, and catch that real quick. So oh, timing wise, yeah. It was yeah, it was gold. So. And and like you said, uh, Cesaro gets all the credit in the world for this match. He was all over the place. He was showing strength, he was showing uh, finesse, he was showing athleticism. Um, he was He was showing why the fans have thought for 10, 15 years that he should be... Nobody is saying he's the guy that carries the company. But you can easily have him be Paul Heyman Heat. You can easily have him be um, faction member who holds the title. Um, You can easily have him be... You can easily have him be two title runs of less than six months each. I mean, the simple fact is he could be a transitional champion, and I wouldn't be like he could do everything the Miz has done in his career and be better at it except for on the mic. Yep. And 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 I say that because the Miz is really one of the best on the mic there is. But uh the big story though 
was after the match was over, Roman posing with his uh, universal title and all this stuff. Out of nowhere, a spear from Edge. And then Edge stands in the ring and points at the WrestleMania sign, which I assume means he's made his decision. Stop it. It is. You're not going to get that five points, buddy. He made his decision. I I am going to point to WWE's (laughs) Twitter itself. This is official WWE Twitter. Spear, Spear, (laughs) did at Edge Rated R just make his WrestleMania decision? Question mark. I'm going to go ahead and point to commentary later in the night when they came back faux commercials and they said we've just confirmed edge has decided to challenge i'm i'm pointing out the wording of the prediction was will he announce and he did not announce he announced it if the announcers announced but that was not edge announcing so the fireworks for the wrestlemania was just for what anytime someone points to the sign that is not true. <laughs> I was waiting for a better excuse, but you're going to go with that. Oh, golly. However, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of backlash with that because a lot of people said no, and a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Hmm? Job boy. Anyways, moving on. So Edge, <laughs> I guess, predicted that he's going to do WrestleMania against Roman Reigns, which, you know. Predicted? Announced. Announced. He, but he did not announce. Oh, <laughs> Words matter. Uh, Only uh, from, from people with lockjaw. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. United States Championship match. Bobby Lashley versus Matt Riddle versus Keith Lee. Nope, scratch that. John Morrison. Yeah. Yeah, this match was, uh, you know, this match was fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was only disappointing in one factor. Bro, don't say it. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that point. <laughs> so so what I liked about this match is uh, by uh, putting John Morrison in there, you allowed Bobby Lashley to show off a little bit more athleticism than he normally does. Um, but he also was able to look like the powerhouse and throw someone around a bunch. Uh, so, so I liked it overall. Uh, you thought that Lashley had it one um, after there was kind of a really cool move, moment where um, uh, Lashley got hit by the floating bro and then the starship pain immediately after it. And he kicked out after the starship paid and then pretty much immediately put Morrison in the hurt lock. But then outside the ring, Matt Riddle grabbed MVP's crutch, which was brought into the ring. Excuse me. It was in the ring by this point, but it was brought in by Morrison, Um, but grabbed MVP's crutch and beat the tar out of uh, Lashley with it and then hit uh, uh, Morrison with the bro Derek and was able to pin Lashley. Oh, excuse me, was able to pin John Morrison um, to win the title. So Lashley did not get pinned, but did lose his title to And that is the part that DA Fave hates. The, I don't even mind him having a title. I, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, bro, it just sucks. <laughs> Here, here's the first problem with the whole thing. The, the number one problem with Morrison going into this thing, the rule in the industry, for the most part, has been if you're a replacement wrestler, you get the win. Mm-hmm. 
Morrison has been the beneficiary of that a couple times. This time he was not, and I don't know why, um, but he wasn't. Um, the second part to that is there's only so many years left in a high flyer's wheelhouse that you can continue to let him be a high flyer and not put the straps on him. Strap on, on no straps on him. There we go. Sorry. Um, and I think that needs to happen at some point. I think that's that's something we're missing. Is it, for for Morrison is a, a, a title win. Now later in the night we find out, as I alluded to earlier in the night, that there is an opportunity that hope that I'm sure Smarks and I are both just chomping at the bit to see happen. Um, but I, 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 if I'm honest, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and I think Smarks would probably agree. Yeah. I think that. I think. I think Fastlane switches again. But um, anyway, I, I, that's that's my thoughts. Are Lashley was a great champion, second longest running champion over the last ten years, um, behind Sheamus on the U.S. title. Um, but. I suppose I get where they're going with Matt Riddle. He's he's not been around in main roster for very long. He does have an obviously rabid fan base, kind of like Daniel Bryan does, that I really didn't want to see him win as many titles as he did, even though he's a great wrestler. Uh, I think Daniel Bryan lacks charisma big time. Um, I think uh, Matt Riddle's character just is fucking annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's what I, I've really got for Riddle. That I don't like the character. Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely the character. It reminds you of too much of like a crazy, stupid, beach boy, millennial, crazy, like, sort of character, which can be very annoying, but that's the point of it. So, yes, you're supposed to like him, but if you don't, it kind of makes you want to keep watching him so you can see when he loses. So it's kind of a smart gimmick. No? My my thing is, it's the perfect gimmick to be a heel. Mm. And they're playing him off as a babyface, and I think that hurts him. But I don't know. Uh, can't hurt him that much. He's your United States champion. Yeah. He, he in fact, is... Yeah, I can't argue with that. Moving on, we have the solo women's match of the night. The women's tag team match, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Because, you know, thrown together tag teams are so important and good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is So is that the first tag title match in two main roster pay-per-views this year? If I remember right, Royal Rumble didn't have a tag title match because we complained about it. Yeah, I don't believe it did. And it did have one women's title match, but it didn't have both of the women's titles up for grab. It had number one contendership up for grab, obviously. I mean, <laughs> they have shit on those two divisions so freaking much, and it's just exhausting. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. And these are the perfect time to be using these tag team matches and even women's championship matches. Um... Just because you have two pay-per-views, fill it up to showcase what these women can do, and so on and so forth. But uh, you know, and the mat and the pay-per-view was so quick; it finished at what 9:30 Eastern my time, so 8:30 for you yep. guys. Yep. Like yep. here, I was thinking, hey, maybe it's gonna be Oscar and her opponent, the rumored Rhea Ripley. 
You know, that's what I was waiting for. I would have loved to have seen that. In no way it's going to end the thing, especially with a certain someone winning. But would have certainly have loved to have seen that match. Could have easily have put it there. But nope, WWE screwed up again. Yep, pretty much. So anyway, the women's anyway, match. Though. Women's match. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Um, this was a women's tag team match. It featured Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler being the beast and Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks being technical. Um, it did feature a very confusing moment where Reginald, who's been hitting on Sasha Banks, even though I, I, since I don't watch SmackDown Live, I miss a lot of that storyline. But he was Carmella's valet. Still is. Yeah, still is. So just, you know, add add Banks to the mix. Um, no, she doesn't know that he's obsessed with Sasha. Uh, guys, I gotta, I gotta take a quick break. Hold on one moment. Talk amongst yourselves. Sure. Okay. So, uh, so I mean, it was kind of weird. I didn't even, like, if, if you want to make Reginald go in there, Okay, whatever his name is. Uh, go, that's it. If you want to make him, because basically what happened is he interfered in the match. Or he wanted to help Sasha out, so he gives her the champagne. Because earlier on, he tells her that, hey, I'm excited for you guys. I, I'm going to give you my best champagne, and voila. He decides to give her the champagne while they're doing the match. Like, to me, that didn't make any sense. Why would you come? Yes, and and is it is it perhaps intentional? And he actually wants them to lose, and they're going to do something with Carmella later on. Um, and I, I could see that. I, I really could. But you can't because Sasha is going to be facing most likely uh, Charlotte or somebody. Sasha is not. Sasha is not facing Carmella at WrestleMania. I'll tell you no. that right now. But she could be facing Bianca at WrestleMania. No, because Bianca is facing Sasha, or Bianca is facing Oscar. Did she announce that tonight? No, she's the Royal Rumble winner, so she's going to be facing someone who has the title. And her versus Carmella... Sasha still has the title. Yes, but what I'm saying is Bianca won't be facing Carmella. Why would Bianca be facing Carmella? Well, I mean, there's another pay-per-view, first of all. Uh, that's but I still Second of all. That's not, but that's not a main event story. That really is not a main event story. And Carmella um, doesn't even know about it technically, right? Like she notices him leaving, and she's saying she's not stupid, but she didn't even show up here. Maybe her showing up and doing something, and then maybe hitting Bianca afterwards, but she didn't even show up. So I have no idea what they're doing with this situation at all. All that to say, though, uh, Nia Jax and uh, Shayna Baszler retained their titles because the referee saw the champagne bottle that he had handed to her, took it away, and I believe it was Nia Jax, or no, it was Shayna Baszler, I believe, who had got the pin. And no one was injured during this match, courtesy of Nia Jax, just so everyone knows. See? See, she's not the worst woman alive. Oh, she's still the worst woman alive. <laughs> Um, but I don't want to completely end this this conversation because there was a lot of good good sets in here. Uh, there was a set where uh, Naya, I'm sorry, where Bianca. Yeah, there's no such um, thing as a set with Naya. Don't do it. Well, there, there was a couple. I mean, there was Bianca trying to pick up Naya and failing, and you asking a ridiculous question. 
But it is very true because Bianca can certainly pick up Naya because she picked up Otis, no problem. And Otis is, and wh- I had asked that not to be insensitive. I had asked since the way you asked it that was insensitive. Okay, that's fair. But that's it. So I, I found it weird. I'm like, why can't you pick her up though? Because you picked up Otis like a champ. But then again, Otis is was meant to be picked up during that whole uh, yeah not ding dong fiasco. It, it was it was not during the heat of battle that it occurred. So that's um, but the no the segment that they had the, and this was just a good sequence. I don't know if it was intentional or not, um, but Bianca putting her into her um, Beth Phoenix style pickup. A double chicken wing pickup in the air, uh, glam slam is what Beth Phoenix used to call it. Into the ba- the uh, shade of Baszler into a glam slam, and uh, immediately there's a frog splash on the top rope, which I thought was really really a good sequence there. Um, Baszler had a great couple sequences, two or three, um, but we've been talking for a while that we think Baszler's underutilized. Oh, sure. And I don't know why she's in this tag team stuff. Like, I I was thinking, hey, you know what? Give it to Bianca and Sasha. Let him have it for, do like a whole little Bailey Sasha thing for, uh, until Fastlane. And then they lose it at Fastlane. Because this will make Sasha, this will make Shayna and Nia break up because Shayna is pissed off at Naya, hey, you lost, you caused us the titles, you know what, you've been trying to control me, that breaks them up and I want to see them break up, and then boom, them losing the titles to whoever on Fastlane will be the start of their feud, and that's when Bianca would be like, you know what, Sasha you want to know who my opponent is for Wrestlemania? It's you and then bam, you kind of killed two birds with one stone I think the the loss at... uh the loss of those titles comes to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah. And, and I'm back, by the way. Welcome back. Uh, I agree. Uh, I think that's who you lose the titles to because then you can have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez um, establish themselves uh, on the main roster, defending it against main roster stars, as well as making it a deal on NXT. Um, I, I I watched this and I was like, I didn't want Belair and Banks to win because then it just would feel too much like Control C, Control V a year ago when Sasha Banks and Bailey were the tag title holders and mm-hmm. Bailey was the champion, and we knew it was just leading up to them losing the belt and Bailey blaming Banks for it. And that's all this would have been is the same thing. So for the most part, this match was a pointless match. The The whole champagne bottle thing is just the most confusing thing in the world. Right? Yeah. Like, what's, are, are we going for a Carmella feud before WrestleMania? Are we, are we telling a long-term storyline? Are we telling a crap storyline? Um, is Reginald going to leave Carmella and... I, there's just a lot of question marks in the way they've done that. And also, what the fuck was Banks supposed to do with a champagne bottle in a match? Right? Well, no, I think he wanted her to use it. Yeah, and get disqualified. 
but yeah so it didn't make sense because he's like okay so he's playing into her i'm gonna give you my best fine champagne oh here here's a champagne by the way my best fine champagne hey use it in the match and break it but he didn't want to disqualify her though because he gave it to her when the referee wasn't looking so it it implied a good quality champagne bottle shouldn't break unless you hit it exactly in the soft spots number one number two obviously he didn't do it when the ref was distracted because the ref immediately intercepted the bottle oh snap okay fine yeah maybe he was trying to get her hammered you know (laughs) it's not appropriate it's wrong but you cannot drink on the job how many times do we have to say this yeah anyways Baszler won and continue to be the tag title holders and um, here's hoping Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez show up on Monday and interesting side question any predictions on who Bianca is going to choose at this juncture I mean do we take do we take a title off of somebody to at Fastlane to have Bianca challenge them I mean you can really open this up quite a bit well the grand grand scheme of things here uh, do I think they're gonna have him to have her challenge? It's it's Banks. Um, yeah, I do. For for a couple reasons. Do I think it's the right choice? I don't actually think so. But I think it's what they're gonna do. Mainly because outside of of kayfabe, we know that she's married to Montez Ford on the Street Profits. Street Profits are SmackDown tag team. So WWE mm-hmm. is known for trying to when they can put partners on the same show so the only belt that she has a chance of winning would be sasha banks the smackdown title yeah um part of why i think it's the wrong choice is a we now have both royal rumble winners challenging for the smackdown title uh good point oh yeah that's a good point it's lopsided to me um and b i would much rather see uh, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. That would be a fun match. It's a difference in styles for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but 100%, in my opinion, they're going Belair versus Banks. I just was curious. How does Rhea Ripley fit into this, though? Are we going to get Rhea Ripley coming to the main roster and facing someone for the belt at Mania? I think Rhea, Rhea's a, had some great feuds with Bianca Belair. I think that's after Mania. Mm, okay. Yeah, I th- I think they don't know what they're doing right now with with Rhea Ripley. I don't, I think they don't know what they're doing with the women's division. But other than oh, Charlotte Oscar number three has to happen. It's almost like Kenny Omega was booking it too soon. Too right. true. <laughs> uh, I I think they're trying to repackage Rhea Ripley, which I don't think is a uh, good move. And I don't, I don't know if they know what they what to do with her, and I think that's why they haven't put her on TV. I don't know if if you guys have seen the um, the makeover picture she posted. It's now her profile picture on Twitter. Um, that is very different from the Rhea Ripley that we're used to seeing. And I thought those were old pictures. Nope, it Ooh. is. Ooh. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Rhea Ripley's not a blonde. <laughs> well, she's always had blonde parts to her hair, but but now they have her bleach blonde with this weird shaggy haircut. But even more than that, Sugar. She she's now wearing these chunky platform Doc Martens 
and uh, a leather skirt. And I mean, it just doesn't look like Rhea Ripley to me. It doesn't look like the badass that we're used to. And my worry is they're going to bring her in and instead of her being a badass, they're going to repackage her and, and she's not going to be Rhea Ripley anymore. No, she needs spiky leather vest and all that stuff. But anyway, moving on to the final Elimination Chamber event match. Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles for Kofi Kingston, Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, and Randy Orton in the Elimination Chamber uh, for the WWE Champion. Yes. <laughs> um, started off with Hardy and Orton. Um, and it, that played well. It really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew McIntyre was the first one out and immediately went after Orton. Then Kofi Kingston came in. Then, um, surprisingly, although this plays into past feuds, Kofi Kingston was the one who eliminated Randy Orton by pinfall, which totally blew up my predictions for this uh, match. I was out right off the bat. Yep. (laughs) But I I knew I was probably out earlier on the night when they had Edge come out and point to the WrestleMania sign. Uh, (laughs) Because I was thinking they were leading up to Edge versus Orton for the title, and they'd have Orton win the title here to then make Edge versus Orton for the title at WrestleMania. That would make Orton 16 world title reigns? You said 15, correct? I don't know. It would have have him one more than he currently has. Okay, fair enough. Yes, I've got good math. Uh, um, uh, Styles then had almost ripped the plexiglass off of his pod. No, not Styles, but almost also. No, I Styles said, asked. Styles yeah. asked almost to rip the plexiglass off of his pot. Because Randy Orton went on a um, RKO spree. Mm-hmm. So it allowed him to go around the outside of the chamber and in through the door. So uh, he didn't have to deal with Randy Orton. He also didn't have to deal with waiting to eliminate those people. Mm-hmm. Which was the primary reason I did it. And because he was just coming out next anyways, right? Because we all know Seamus is last. Yes, we all knew Seamus was last. So he's like, hey, I'll just come in now, get rid of some people. Randy Orton did all the work. Get me out. Give me what Except I want. It didn't work like that. Nope, it certainly didn't. Almost got, a object, uh, got ejected for his trouble. That ejected. He, yeah, indeed. Um... In the end, uh, when Sheamus came in, Sheamus was able to eliminate Kingston. Uh, Hardy climbed up top and tried to do, was going to do the Swanton Bomb from the top, but instead uh, did, I guess, the Whisper in the Wind, but really just kind of a backflip off of the the thing onto uh, McIntyre and Sheamus. And then got up and did a, a Swanton on AJ Styles. Who he had done his uh, running dropkick to. Mm-hmm. But before he could do anything, he got a claymore to the face and by back to back. Yay, good effort, but uh, nope. Nope. And, uh, again, I feel like there was an opportunity to put somebody over there that they decided not to put over. You know, it's, it's been a while since Jeff was a viable contender, and having him eliminate uh, AJ is a not bad move to do that. Mm-hmm. Just... Yeah, I don't know. You're saying Jeff Hardy? To give not win the match, but eliminate Styles. 
and then he would and still then get to take the Claymore. So effectively, Switch Styles and Hardy's elimination. Yes, mm. by by Hardy getting an elimination on Styles. <coughs> I just um, think that would have done something for somebody in that match. I don't. I I don't think this advanced anybody's careers, and I think it should have. Maybe that's what I should say. Well, that that brings me to referencing the uh, WWE Murphy um, tweet from earlier. Because he apparently was not very happy with this particular Elimination Chamber. he His tweet said, So, WWE Elimination Chamber is full of former WWE champions. How about a chamber full of the future? And then he tagged himself <laughs> in it. Ali, Aleister Black, Cedric Alexander, Kalisto, Apollo, oh, wow. Chad Gable, Ricochet, Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza, and Drew Gulak. I agree with all that, except Kalisto. Yeah, Kalisto was the weird one for me. Um, also, no Andrade in there, which was also weird for me. Maybe he doesn't like Andrade. Maybe you don't like Andrade. Uh, I'm indifferent. <laughs> Anyways. Um, the, the, the commonality that he had in all of those is that they're small guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, Andrade is not. He's not exactly a huge guy. I mean, you have Apollo Crews in there. Andrade would still be relatively small compared to Apollo Crews. Not height-wise. I think it was more just, hey, this is the future of your business. How about... And honestly, I think that's a great way to showcase your Elimination Chamber. Don't make it about the world title, but make it about the people who are uh, the future of your business who can get almost like a not a money in the bank sort of deal but who can get into like the somewhat the main event pitcher at some point like or they can face um the main event guy next week on raw or the next pay-per-view so sort of deal so to, to uh, add to my point apollo cruz is three inches taller and 31 pounds heavier than andrade really yeah Andrade's only 5'9 and 209 pounds. He's barely above 205. Maybe it's just how he carries himself. I thought he was, I thought Homeboy was bigger than that. Anyways, uh, Styles gets eliminated by Sheamus. Uh, excuse me, Styles, Styles eliminated Sheamus. Excuse me. Yes. And I, yeah. I misspoke and I was like, wait, that's not the way it happened. Styles eliminated Sheamus and then tried to hit a phenomenal forearm on McIntyre, but it hit a Claymore in the face instead. Um, and McIntyre won. And so, yay, McIntyre's the winner. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet, calling out Dave Meltzer for being an AEW mark. We're on you. We're on you. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I am awesome because my friend's back on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I missed a a bit here. Uh, Also joining us from up north, our RCMP, JLB. What's going on, man? It goes on good, sir. Can't complain. Uh, Well, I can about this pay-per-view, but, uh, you know, we'll get there. We'll uh, we'll certainly get there. We we will indeed get there. 
Uh, before we get there, though, we are going to talk about Mr. Meltzer because we we mentioned it on our NXT takeover review, and we pay-per-views said pay-per-views are still too close together. Pay-per-views are still too close together. Yeah, but we mentioned it, and we said, hey, if these matches don't get five stars, it truly does prove that Meltzer is an AEW mark. And here are the official Takeover Vengeance Day star ratings. Io Shirai versus Tony Storm versus Mercedes Martinez, which we said was the worst match of the night. I still probably would have given four and a quarter stars. Three and three quarter stars. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. This match here would have been darn close to five stars for me. I would have maybe done four and three quarter stars. Four stars even. Uh-huh. Grizzled Young Vets versus MSK, the final of the Men's Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic Finals. This match was phenomenal. I don't know if I would have gone all the way to five stars, but I would have gotten higher than 4.5 stars, so maybe. I would have done five. Yeah, that's uh, certainly a fiver. Yeah. Uh, there were there were three five star matches on this on this paper. Not according according to Herr Meltzer. <laughs> He's an idiot. Four point five stars, in case you didn't catch that. Uh, but then the the two that really stood out are the the two matches that we slightly disagreed as to which one was the better of the two. Um, we'll start with the one that I enjoyed more because I'm a mark for Finn Balor. Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. I would have given this five stars easily, hands down. No offense or buts. 4.5 stars. Uh, Kushida versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American Champion. I still would have given this five stars. Or four, 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 four point seven five. Yeah, four, four, four point seven five. Okay. Fucking kidding me, Meltzer. And the funny part is he's given Gargano five star matches before. Mm-hmm. And I went back later that week and just to double check, make sure I wasn't off on that. That match was better than the Andrade Gargano match, in my honest opinion. Oh, he gave Andrade and Gargano? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, snap. It was well, better than that. I mean, all right. Uh, is are, are we saying this because we know how Andrade is now and isn't doing anything, so maybe our opinion no. changed on him? No? Okay. Again, I, I tell you, I went back and rewatched it. <laughs> oh, I, snap. Fair. And, and here's the deal. I'm not saying necessarily whether I think it was better or not, but it was at least as good. Hmm. Right? Uh, and nope. No, 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 no five stars for it. According to Meltzer, fucking eight of you, Mark. I can say that because we can smell our own. That's yeah, <laughs> Mark, but it still doesn't make the that scoring correct. His scoring is definitely incorrect. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. So, I, in fact, I actually was talking with a friend who I wanted to go watch this pay per view. I told him, no, you need to watch this. I know you don't watch NXT. I know you don't do this. This is a person who watches Raw and SmackDown only. They're the traditionalist. Um, they were excited for tonight. They went and watched tonight. Uh, all that type of stuff. Okay. I told them, no, you really, 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 really need to go watch this. It's that good. When I described this to them, I said, it's as good as, this is where things get scary because I could easily be wrong here, WrestleMania X7 
in terms of its entertainment. I said the storytelling's not quite there, mostly because you don't watch wrestling or don't watch NXT. But otherwise, it's there. And they called me back and said, "Yep, it's there. It's that good of a pay-per-view. It's a five-star pay-per-view, which doesn't happen in my opinion. It is the best pay-per-view of the last 20 years, barring maybe AEW um, at the end of the year last year. Yeah, quite possibly. It it was a phenomenal pay-per-view. So, So Meltzer, man, you're off your game. Anyway. So, before we get into talking about what we came here to talk about tonight, though, which is WWE Elimination Chamber, um, I'd like to offer a little bit of an explanation why I wasn't here on FBI, because it plays into uh, what you will hear tonight. I have a... I'm dealing with a jaw infection that has caused uh, part of my jaw to swell up um, and makes it really hard to talk. It's getting almost better, but it's not all the way there. So I may not talk as much during this episode as I normally do, and you are welcome for that. Um, We'll get back to annoying you as normal uh, soon. Uh, it, It does also make me occasionally talk a little bit like Jim Ross, because half of my mouth gets a little bit numb and sloppy. So, uh, just so you know, that's what's happening. If you hear that tonight, that's what's going on. But we are going to get into uh, talking about Elimination Chamber right after I remind you that WBU is part of the Tatnusco Podcast Network. So make sure to head over to tatnusco.com and check out the stuff that they have on there and then come back and listen to more episodes here. Do it. Do it. I'm, I'm immediately trying to figure out if what you just said about Jim Ross is fucked up. Oh, no, it's fucked up. No, okay. it's it's 100% legit because Jim Ross's palsy is basically what I have going on with the bottom half of my mouth. So it literally go, goes numb and stops moving just like him. Pretty and, sure we just went rated R for you to defend that it's not fucked up. Um, yep. Yeah, it's it's totally not because I'm, I'm literally coming from someone who's also had Bell's palsy. I can tell you that what's going on with the bottom of my mouth is a form of palsy. Um it's just not the full bell palsy because it's not hitting the whole side of my mouth face, but it's hitting the bottom half of my mouth. I, if you could see me talk right now, we don't have webcams on. If you could see me, you you could tell it's almost exactly what's happening with Jim Ross. Um, what has happened with Jim Ross. Jim Ross has gotten a lot worse. Um, Jim Ross oh, apparently... Oh, Jesus, enough. Enough. Later, well, later also had a stroke. Right. But but this this here, I, I mean, if you were to see my face here, you could tell that bottom half of my mouth is not moving. Uh, okay. So yeah, it was fucked up. Okay, just wanted to make sure no, we were not fucked thing. up because <laughs> you know where I'm comparing myself to one of the greatest because I'm one of the greatest. Oh, this, yeah, I think I you shouldn't have kicked back that. <laughs> well, I can just mute myself and you guys can talk about it. <laughs> oh no, I feel bad now. Now it's just wrong. Um, yeah, so let's talk about here, uh, here, uh, enough of Meltzer's stupidity, because it's Meltzer, and, uh, it was already brought to you by Tatnus Co., and now we're gonna bring you a review of Elimination Chamber. So to start off, we don't normally talk about the kickoff show, but it's important to bring it up because it does play into the later show in this episode. Um, on the kickoff show, they did announce that, uh, Keith Lee, 
was not cleared to wrestle in the triple threat match on the card. So they were having a special match to determine who would replace him in the triple threat. Um, and we could go through who all was in the match or whatever. Uh, doesn't really matter because it's a kickoff show match. But John Morrison was the winner. So John Morrison is actually the replacement for Keith Lee in the Matt Riddle, Bobby Lashley, uh, what was Keith Lee, now Johnny Morrison match. Which I was fine with uh, anybody but uh, Elias, really, who was in that match. I didn't mind winning. So cool to see Morrison in on the main card, you know, and on the pre-show. So didn't mind that. But um, the other the other people in the match was Ricochet, uh, Elias, and Mustafa Ali. Just yeah. Mustafa, 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 Mustafa. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Mustafa. <laughs> oh wait, that's <laughs> uh, it's not Mustafa. Is it? uh, crap? But you know they're the same letters, just in a different Yeah. So uh, the actual show kicks off right away with the first elimination chamber. This one is the number one contendership for the Universal title, the SmackDown title. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus King Corbin versus Jay Uzo versus Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro. That's a lot of verses. I think in future ones, I'm just going to say... The people that were included, yeah. You're, you're, you're going to talk too much. Don't, yeah. don't ruin your job. I'm going to need that later. It's going to be interesting how the Bell's Palsy plays into that. (laughs) (laughs) Brother. So, uh, Cesaro and Brian started off the match. Five minutes later, uh, Corbin came in. The storyline they told all through the beginning of this was them working on Daniel Bryan's knee, um, which really didn't play into any of the endings later on. So... Normally, that's the big thing that that plays. Oh, they worked the knee so much he can't contribute to his yes kicks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really. They they talked a little bit about it, like how how um, at the very end, uh, how that took it out of his knees to raise his legs for the attack that occurred. That was my way of not trying to give it away so we could get through the whole match before we give away the end. Uh, so after Corbin, Zayn was the next released. He didn't want to come in at all. So he's holding his uh, door shut. Uh, and Which worked wonderfully until... Until they opened the other door and uh, <laughs> Cesaro just came in through the back door. I didn't mean to say it that way. What? <laughs> what? I regret using that phrasing. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Zane was out. Cesaro kicked the crap out of him for a while. They did a bunch of stuff on the top of the chamber and then Cesaro knocked him down to the ground. You know, the average stuff you see on the Elimination Chambers. (laughs) Uh, Finally, we got our first elimination uh, after Cesaro was able to eliminate Corbin via submission with the Sharpshooter. After hitting the Cesaro swing. Um, Shortly thereafter, Kevin Owens came out. Sami Zayn tried to get him to play favorites and team up. That didn't work so well for Sami Zayn. It usually doesn't with Kevin Owens. Nope. Definitely not. Um, in the end, uh, Owens was able to hit a moonsault up the top of the pond on all of them, hit a stunner on Cesaro, Brian and Zane, um, and ended up uh, pinning Zane to win. So, yeah. Brian didn't pin Zane to win. Excuse me. 
Owens eliminated Zayn by pinfall. Sorry, I, oh. my, my notes my you, my notes were split there, and so I I apologize. Owens eliminated Zayn. Uso eliminated Owens by pinfall. Uso eliminated Cesaro by pinfall. The final two was Uso and and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was able to win by eliminating Uso by pinfall. Um, one of the things that they played into this was when Uso tried to hit a frog splash on Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan got his knees up, but that um, hurt his knees because of his injured leg. That's that's the extent of, of how I think that they yeah. used that a little bit. And, and, well, and they, they did use it in, in the Cesaro swing on Daniel Bryan, too. Yeah, a little bit there. Just used one leg. But that they didn't use it in the match that immediately followed it because, uh, like we kind of knew was going to happen, the winner of that got to face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, quote, later in the night. And later in the night turned out to be right now. So Roman Reigns' music hits. He comes out, immediately tries to hit a spear. Daniel Bryan does a really slick roll through into the yes lock. Um, unfortunately, didn't work. And this is where they could have tried to play off that his knee didn't allow him to get the yes lock in. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. Nope. She didn't. Like, literally none of this Roman Reigns match was affected by his knee, at least in any overt way. Um, after Roman Reigns got out of the yes lock, he just basically wiped the floor with Daniel Bryan. Right. Eat the tar out of him for a while, and eventually um, he was basically knocked out in the ring, but the ref wouldn't call the match until... Roman Reigns put him in the um, guillotine choke and choke him out. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the whole story. Yeah, and pretty blame potato. And so there are a couple things I want to give props to in the actual chamber match, though. Do tell. So, um, number one, props to to on FBI on his national podcast, not in his pool, but on his national podcast. Number one, JLB picked the winner of this, which. Would have been my pick had he not picked it, picked it, which is really cool. Um, now, the only reason he picked that is because it was the person who would actually beat Roman Reigns after the match when Roman came out immediately after. Um, so, good job to JLB on FBI. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, the downside is he said, oh, it's not going to be right after. And just so you know, it was right after. <laughs> yep. Like moments after, and I was so shocked. We were talking, we talked about it the other day, and then I'm like, "What? It's happening right now?" Should listen to myself talk more. <laughs> yeah, I I gotta be honest. As soon as they had announced that Roman Reigns was gonna face the winner later in the night, I was like, "It's gonna be immediately following." Yeah, that's absolutely. That's the way he maintains his heat is by using this this is effectively cheating within the rules you know he set it up so that he could come out and beat up on someone who literally just finished a match 45 minute grueling elimination chamber match yep so the second thing i want to give mad props um the the two guys who really carried this match that one of them doesn't get enough credit um, and the other one does get a ton of credit and actually won the match. Um, to Claudio Castagnoli, I'm sorry, Cesaro, 
Um, there was tons of really great stuff with him in it. He did some high flyer stuff. Uh, when he when he took Jay Uso and did the Cesaro swing at a half circle, that was great. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Loved it. So, um, big props on that. Uh, Omos tore down. Oh no, that's in that's in the other matches. Then mm-hmm. that's in the other one. But never mind. So, um, trying to think if there was anything else in this one that just, I, I should. It is important to point out there were 26 total world title reigns in that ring. Um, over half of them were Randy Orton's. Mm, yep, that's very true. Oh wait, no, that's in the later that's match. The other too. one too. It's still <laughs> something nice. very worth pointing out, um, and it's something I'll, I'll bring up because. Uh, Mr. Buddy Murphy had an actual tweet about that today, uh, which is worth at least talking about. Now, in this other match, there were only two champ- two former champions. Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens. Yep. But, so this is but, really an opportunity to put a title on somebody for a very short-lived amount of time and get them their first title run. I was worried, to be perfectly honest, because... Um, off show, I already made references to uh, this being uh, very reminiscent in some ways of late era WCW. I was really worried we were going to have a finger poke of doom. Um, not oh. exactly, but Uso win the Elimination Chamber and then just lay down for Roman. Especially with him coming in last. Mm-hmm. I started to think that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I While, while Cesaro was doing that single-legged um, spin, though, it was a really great super kick to come in and, and catch that real quick. So oh, timing wise, yeah, it was yeah, it was gold. So. And and like you said, uh, Cesaro gets all the credit in the world for this match. He was all over the place. He was showing strength. He was showing uh, finesse. He was showing athleticism. Um, he was he was showing why the fans have thought for. 10, 15 years that he should be. Nobody is saying he's the guy that carries the company, but you can easily have him be Paul Heyman Heat. You can easily have him be um, faction member who holds the title. Um, you can easily have him be. You can easily have him be two title runs of less than six months each. I mean, the simple fact is he could be a transitional champion, and I wouldn't be. He could do everything the Miz has done in his career and be better at it except for on the mic. Yep. And 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 I say that because the Miz is really one of the best on the mic there is. But uh the big story though was after the match was over, Roman posing with his uh universal title and all of this stuff out of nowhere, a spear from Edge. And then Edge yep. stands in the ring and points at the WrestleMania sign, which I assume means he's made his decision. Stop it. It is. You're not going to get that five points, buddy. He made his decision. I, I am going to point to WWE's <laughs> Twitter itself. This is official WWE Twitter. Spear, Spear, <laughs> did at Edge Rated R just make his WrestleMania decision? Question mark. I'm going to go ahead and point to commentary later in the night when they yeah, came back faux commercials and they said we've just confirmed edge has decided to challenge i'm i'm pointing out the wording of the prediction was will he announce and he did not announce he announced it even the announcers announced but that was not edge announcing so the fireworks for the wrestlemania was just for what 
anytime someone points to the sign. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for a better excuse, but you're going to go with that. Oh, golly. <laughs> However, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of backlash with that because a lot of people said no, and a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Job boy. Anyways, moving on. So Edge... Yep. <laughs> I guess predicted that he's gonna do WrestleMania against Roman Reigns, which you know predicted, announced, announced. He, but he did not announce. Oh, <laughs> you. <laughs> Words matter. Uh, Only um, from from people with lockjaw. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. United States Championship match: Bobby Lashley versus Matt Riddle versus Keith Lee. Nope, scratch that. John Morrison. Yeah. Yeah, this match was, uh, you know, this match was fun, I guess. Mm -hmm. It was only disappointing in one factor. Bro, don't say it. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that point. <laughs> so, so what I liked about this match is uh, by uh, putting John Morrison in there, you allowed Bobby Lashley to show off a little bit more athleticism than he normally does. Um, but he also was able to look like the powerhouse and throw someone around a bunch. Uh, so, so I liked it overall. Uh, you thought that Lashley had it one um, after there was kind of a really cool move moment where um, uh, Lashley got hit by the floating bro and then the starship pain immediately after it. And he kicked out after the starship paid and then pretty much immediately put Morrison in the hurt lock. But then outside the ring, Matt Riddle grabbed MVP's crutch, which was brought into the ring. Excuse me. It was in the ring by this point, but it was brought in by Morrison, um, but grabbed MVP's crutch and beat the tar out of uh, Lashley with it and then hit uh, uh, Morrison with the bro Derek and was able to pin Lashley. Oh, excuse me, was able to pin John Morrison um, to win the title. So Lashley did not get pinned, but did lose his title to And that is the part that DA Fave hates. I don't even mind him having a title. I, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, bro, it just sucks. <laughs> Here, here's the first problem with the whole thing. The the number one problem with Morrison going into this thing. The rule in the industry, for the most part, has been if you're a replacement wrestler, you get the win. Mm -hmm. Morrison has been the beneficiary of that a couple times. This time he was not, and I don't know why, um, but he wasn't. Um, the second part to that is there's only so many years left in a high flyer's wheelhouse that you can continue to let him be a high flyer and not put the straps on him. Strap-ons on, no, straps on him. There we go, sorry. Um, and I think that needs to happen at some point. I think that's that's something we're missing is it, for, for Morrison is a, a, a title win. Now, later in the night, we find out, as I alluded to earlier in the night, that there is an opportunity that hope that I'm sure Smarks and I are both just chomping at the bit to see happen. Um, but I, 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 if I'm honest, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and I think Smarks would probably agree. Yeah. I think that, I think, I think fast lane switches again, but, um, anyway, I, I, that's, that's my thoughts are 
Lashley was a great champion. Second longest running champion over the last 10 years um, behind Sheamus on the U.S. title. Um, but I suppose I get where they're going with Matt Riddle. He's he's not been around in main roster for very long. He does have an obviously rabid fan base, kind of like Daniel Bryan does, that I really didn't want to see him win as many titles as he did, even though he's a great wrestler. Uh, I think Daniel Bryan lacks charisma big time. Um, I think uh, Matt Riddle's character just is fucking annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's what I, I've really got for Riddle. That I don't like the character. Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely the character. It reminds you of too much of like a crazy, stupid, beach boy, millennial, crazy, like, sort of character, which can be very annoying, but that's the point of it. So, yes, you're supposed to like him, but if you don't, it kind of makes you want to keep watching him so you can see when he loses. So it's kind of a smart gimmick. No? My my thing is, it's the perfect gimmick to be a heel. Mm. And they're playing him off as a baby face, and I think that hurts him. But I don't know. Uh, can't hurt him that much. He's your United States champion. Yeah. He, he in fact, is... Yeah, I can't argue with that. Moving on, we have the solo women's match of the night. The women's tag team match, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Because, you know, thrown together tag teams are so important and good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is So is that the first tag title match in two main roster pay-per-views this year? If I remember right, Royal Rumble didn't have a tag title match. Because we complained about it. Yeah, I don't believe it did. And it did have one women's title match, but it didn't have both of the women's titles up for grab. It had number one contendership up for grab, obviously. I mean, <laughs> they have shit on those two divisions so freaking much, and it's just exhausting. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. And these are the perfect time to be using these tag team matches and even women's championship matches. Um just because you have two pay-per-views fill it up to showcase what these women can do and so on and so forth but uh you know and the mat and the pay-per-view was so quick it finished at what 9 30 eastern my time so 8 30 for you guys yep like here i was thinking hey maybe it's gonna be oscar and her opponent the rumored rhea ripley you know that's what i was waiting for I would have loved to have seen that. In no way it's going to end the thing, especially with a certain someone winning. But would have certainly have loved to have seen that match. Could have easily have put it there. But nope, WWE screwed up again. Yep, pretty much. So, anyway, the women's anyway, match, though. Women's match. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Um, this was a women's tag team match. It featured... Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler being the beast and Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks being technical. Um, It did feature a very confusing moment where Reginald, who's been hitting on Sasha Banks, even though I, I, since I don't watch SmackDown Live, I miss a lot of that storyline, but he was Carmella's valet. Still is. Yeah, still is. So just, you know, add, add Banks to the mix. No, she doesn't know that he's obsessed with Sasha. Uh, guys, I gotta, I gotta take a quick break. Hold on one moment. Talk amongst yourselves. Sure. Okay. So, uh, yeah. 
So, I mean, it was kind of weird. I didn't even, like, if, if you want to make Reginald go in there, okay? Whatever his name is. Uh, go, that's it. If you want to make him, because basically what happened is he interfered in the match. Or he wanted to help Sasha out, so he gives her the champagne. Because earlier on, he tells her that, hey, I'm excited for you guys. I, I'm going to give you my best champagne. And voila. He decides to give her the champagne while they're doing the match. Like, to me, that didn't make any sense. Why would you come? Yes, and, and is it is it perhaps intentional and he actually wants them to lose and they're going to do something with Carmella later on? Um, and I, I could see that. I, I really could. But you can't because Sasha is going to be facing most likely uh charlotte or somebody sasha's not sasha is not facing carmella at wrestlemania i'll tell you that right now but she could be facing bianca at wrestlemania no because bianca is facing sasha or bianca is facing oscar did she announce that tonight no she's the royal rumble winner so she's going to be facing someone who has the title and her versus carmella still has the title yes but what I'm saying is Bianca won't be facing Carmella. Why would Bianca be facing Carmella? Well, I mean, there's another pay-per-view, first of all. Uh, that's but I Second of all, that's not, but that's not a main event story. That really is not a main event story. And Carmella uh, doesn't even know about it, technically, right? Like, she notices him leaving, and she's saying she's not stupid, but she didn't even show up here. Maybe her showing up and doing something and then maybe hitting Bianca afterwards, but she didn't even show up. So I have no idea what they're doing with this situation at all. All that to say though, uh, Nia Jax and uh, Shayna Baszler retained their titles because the referee saw the champagne bottle that he had handed to her, took it away, and I believe it was Nia Jax or no, it was Shayna Baszler, I believe, who had got the pin. And no one was injured during this match, courtesy of Nia Jax. Just so everyone knows. See? See, she's not the worst woman alive. Oh, she's still the worst woman alive. <laughs> um, but I don't want to completely end this this conversation, because there was a lot of good, good sets in here. Uh, there was a set where uh, Nia... I'm sorry, where Bianca... Yeah, there's no such um, thing as a set with Nia. Don't do it. Well, there, there was a couple. I mean, there was Bianca trying to pick up Nia and failing, and you asking a ridiculous question. But it is very true, because Bianca can certainly pick up Nia, because she picked up Otis, no problem. And Otis is... And what, I had asked that not to be insensitive. I had asked... It's just the way you asked it that was insensitive. Okay, that's fair. But that's it. So I, I found it weird. I'm like, why can't you pick her up, though? Because you picked up Otis like a champ. But then again, Otis is was meant to be picked up during that whole uh, yeah. not Ding Dong fiasco. It, it was it was not during the heat of battle that it occurred. So that's it. Um, but the no, the segment that they had, the, and this was just a good sequence. I don't know if it was intentional or not, um, but Bianca putting her into her um, Beth Phoenix style pickup. A double chicken wing pickup in the air. Uh, glam slam is what Beth Phoenix used to call it. Into the, the uh, Shayna Baszler into a glam slam and 
uh, immediately there's a frog splash from the top rope, which I thought was really, really a good sequence there. Um, Baszler had a great couple sequences, two or three, um, but we've been talking for a while that we think Baszler's underutilized. Oh, sure. And I don't know why she's in this tag team stuff. Like, I I was thinking, hey, you know what? Give it to Bianca and Sasha. Let him have it for, do like a whole little Bailey-Sasha thing for, uh, until Fastlane, and then they lose it at Fastlane. Because this will make Sasha, this will make Shayna and Nia break up, because Shayna is pissed off at Nia. Hey, you lost, you caused us the titles. You know what? You've been trying to control me. That breaks them up. And I want to see them break up, and then boom, them losing the titles to whoever on Fastlane will be the start of their feud and that's when bianca would be like you know what sasha you want to know who my opponent is for wrestlemania it's you and then bam you kind of kill two birds with one stone i think the i think the loss at uh the loss of those titles comes to dakota kai and raquel gonzalez yeah yeah i i agree and and i'm back by the way welcome back Uh, uh I agree. Uh, I think that's who you lose the titles to because then you can have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez um, establish themselves uh, on the main roster, defending it against main roster stars, as well as making it a deal on NXT. Um, I, I, I watched this and I was like, I didn't want Belair and Banks to win. Because then it just would feel too much like Control C, Control V a year ago when Sasha Banks and Bailey were the tag title holders and mm-hmm. Bailey was the champion. And we knew it was just leading up to them losing the belt and Bailey blaming Banks for it. <laughs> and that's all this would have been, is the same thing. So for the most part, this match was up pointless match the the whole champagne bottle thing is just the most confusing thing in the world right yeah like what's are are we going for a carmella feud before wrestlemania are we are we telling a long-term storyline are we telling a crap storyline um is reginald gonna leave carmella and i there's just a lot of question marks in the way they've done that and also what the fuck was Banks supposed to do with a champagne bottle in a match? Right? Well, no, I think he wanted her to use it. Yeah, and get disqualified. But, but yeah, so it didn't make sense because he's like, okay, so he's playing into her. I'm going to give you my best fine champagne. Oh, here, here's a champagne, by the way, my best fine champagne. Hey, use it in the match and break it. But he didn't want to disqualify her, though, because he gave it to her when the referee wasn't looking. So it it implied a good quality champagne bottle shouldn't break unless you hit it exactly in the soft spots. Number one. Number two, obviously he didn't do it when the ref was distracted because the ref immediately intercepted the bottle. Oh, snap. Okay, fine. Yeah. Maybe he was trying to get her hammered, you know. (laughs) It's not appropriate. It's wrong. You cannot drink on the job. How many times do we have to say this? Yeah. Anyways. Baszler won and continue to be the tag title holders. And um, here's hoping Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez show up on Monday. And interesting side question: Any predictions on who Bianca is going to choose at this juncture? I mean, I, do we take do we take a title off of somebody to uh, at Fastlane to have Bianca challenge them? 
I mean, you can really open this up quite a bit. Well, the grand grand scheme of things here, I, do I think they're going to have her challenge? It's it's Banks. Yeah, um, I do. For, for a couple reasons. Do I think it's the right choice? I don't actually think so. But I think it's what they're going to do. Mainly because outside of, of Kayfabe, we know that she's married to Montez Ford on the Street Profits. Street Profits are SmackDown tag team. So WWE mm-hmm. is known for trying to, when they can, put partners on the same show. So the only belt that she has a chance of winning would be Sasha Banks' the SmackDown title. Yeah. Um, part of why I think it's the wrong choice is A, we now have both Royal Rumble winners challenging for the SmackDown title. Uh, good point. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's lopsided to me. Um, and B, I would much rather see Bianca Belair versus Asuka. That would be a fun match. It's a difference in styles for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but 100%, in my opinion, they're going Belair versus Banks. I just was curious. How does Ripley fit into this, though? Are we going to get Rhea Ripley coming to the main roster and facing someone for the belt at Mania? I think Rhea's had some great feuds with Bianca Belair. I think that's after Mania. Mm, Yeah, I I think they don't know what they're doing right now with with Rhea Ripley. I I think they don't know what they're doing with the women's division, but other than, oh, Charlotte Oscar, number three, has to happen. It's almost like Kenny Omega was booking it too soon. Too true. <laughs> uh, I I think they're trying to repackage Rhea Ripley, which I don't think is a uh, good move. And I don't I don't know if they know what they're what to do with her. And I think that's why they haven't put her on TV. I don't know if if you guys have seen the um, the makeover picture she posted. It's now her profile picture on Twitter. Um, that is very different from the Rhea Ripley that we're used to seeing. And I thought those were old pictures. Nope. It Ooh. is. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Rhea Ripley's not a blonde. <laughs> well, she's always had blonde parts to her hair, but but now they have her bleach blonde with this weird shaggy haircut. But even more than that, Sugar. She she's now wearing these chunky platform Doc Martens and uh, a leather skirt. And I mean, it just doesn't look like Rhea Ripley to me. It doesn't look like the badass that we're used to. And my worry is they're going to bring her in and instead of her being a badass, they're going to repackage her and, and she's not going to be Rhea Ripley anymore. No, she needs spiky leather vest and all that stuff. But Anyway. Moving on to the final Elimination Chamber event match. Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles versus Kofi Kingston, Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, and Randy Orton in the Elimination Chamber uh, for the WWE Champion. Yes. (laughs) Um, Started off with Hardy and Orton. Um, And that played well. It really did. Uh, Drew McIntyre was the first one out and immediately went after Orton. Then Kofi Kingston came in. Then, uh, surprisingly, although this plays into past feuds, Kofi Kingston was the one who eliminated Randy Orton by pinfall, which totally blew up my predictions for this uh, match. 
match. I was out right off the bat. Yep. <laughs> but I, I, I knew I was probably out earlier on the night when they had Edge come out and point to the WrestleMania sign. Uh, because I was thinking they were leading up to Edge versus Orton for the title. And they'd have Orton win the title here to then make Edge versus Orton for the title at WrestleMania. But that would make Orton 16 world title reigns? You said 15, correct? I don't know. It would have it have him one more than he currently has. Okay, fair enough. Yes, I've got good math. Uh, um, uh, Styles then had almost ripped the plexiglass off of his pod. No, not Styles, but almost uh, also. No, I Styles asked. Styles yeah. asked almost to rip the plexiglass off of his pod because Randy Orton went on a um, RKO spree. Mm-hmm. So it allowed him to go around the outside of the chamber and in through the door, so uh, he didn't have to deal with Randy Orton. He also didn't have to deal with waiting to eliminate those people. Mm-hmm. Which was the primary reason I did it. And because he was just coming out next anyways, right? Because we all know Seamus is last. Yes, we all knew Seamus was last. So he's like, hey, I'll just come in now, get rid of some people. Randy Orton did all the work. Get me out. Give me what Except I want. It didn't work like that. Nope, it uh, certainly didn't. Almost got, a object, uh, got ejected for his trouble. That he did. He, yeah, indeed. Um... In the end, uh, when Sheamus came in, Sheamus was able to eliminate Kingston. Uh, Hardy climbed up top and tried to do, was going to do the Swanton Bomb from the top, but instead uh, did, I guess, the Whisper in the Wind, but really just kind of a backflip off of the thing onto uh, McIntyre and Sheamus. And then got up and did a uh, uh, Swanton on AJ Styles. Who he had done his uh, running dropkick to. Mm-hmm. But before he could do anything, he got a claymore to the face and eliminated by McIntyre. Yay, good effort, but uh, no. Nope. Uh, again, I feel like there was an opportunity to put somebody over there that they decided not to put over. You know, it's, it's been a while since Jeff was a viable contender, and having him eliminate uh, AJ is a not bad move to do that. Mm-hmm. Just... Yeah, I don't know. You're saying Jeff Hardy? To give not win to... the match, but eliminate Styles, and then he would and still then he the take the claim. So effectively switch Styles and Hardy's elimination. Yes, mm-hmm. by by Hardy getting an elimination on Styles. <coughs> I just um, think that would have done something for somebody in that match. I don't I I don't think this advanced anybody's careers and I think it should have. Maybe that's what I should say. Well that that brings me to referencing the uh WWE Murphy um tweet from earlier. Because he apparently was not very happy with this particular elimination chamber. He his tweet said so WWE Elimination Chamber is full of former WWE champions. How about a chamber full of the future? And then he tagged himself <laughs> in it. Ali, Alistair Black, Cedric Alexander, Kalisto, Apollo, oh, wow. Chad Gable, Ricochet, Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza, and Drew Gulak. I agree with all that, except Kalisto. Yeah, Kalisto was the weird one for me. Um, also, no Andrade in there, which was also weird for me. Maybe he doesn't like Andrade. Maybe you don't like Andrade. Uh, I'm indifferent. 
<laughs> Anyways. The 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 commonality that he had in all of those is that they are small guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, Andrade is not. He's not exactly a huge guy. I mean, you have Apollo Cruz in there. Andrade would still be relatively small compared to Apollo Cruz. Mm, not height I, th- I think it was more just, hey, this is the future of your business. How about? And honestly, I think that's a great way to showcase your elimination chamber don't make it about the world title but make it about the people who are uh the future of your business who can get almost like a not a money in the bank sort of deal but who can get into like the somewhat the main event pitcher at some point like or they can face um the main event guy next week on raw or the next pay-per-view so sort of deal so to, to uh, add to my point Apollo Crews is three inches taller and 31 pounds heavier than Andrade. Really? Yeah. Andrade's only 5'9 and 209 pounds. He's barely above 205. Maybe it's just how he carries himself. I thought he was, I thought Homeboy was bigger than that. Anyways, uh, Styles gets eliminated by Sheamus. Uh, excuse me. Styles, Styles eliminated Sheamus. Excuse me. Yes. And I, I misspoke and I was like, wait, that's not the way it happened. Styles eliminated Sheamus and then tried to hit a phenomenal forearm on McIntyre, but it hit a Claymore in the face instead. Um, and McIntyre won. And so, yay, McIntyre's the winner. 